Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. Today we are studying Isaiah 49c. That is the third and final podcast on chapter Memtes 49 of Yeshayahu, Isaiah. This is Saul Weiner, your host. Just a quick summary of 49b. If you um, recall, God had told the Jewish people that although... Um, they were abused, and although they suffered throughout the exile, he's going to save them, he's going to redeem them, he's going, he chose them, and so on, and that, um, and that through the process of redeeming the Jewish people, he's also going to redeem the entire world, all of the nations of the world, all of the nations of the world, and everyone will gather and come and worship God together. Uh, the image that we've had throughout Yeshayahu was Jerusalem, Zion, as being the center of the worship of God for everyone, for the entire world. So naturally, the next verse, which we're, today we're going to study from 14, verse 14 until the end, verse 26 of chapter 49, the next focus will be on Zion, on Jerusalem, on that which is the center. As we've seen earlier in Yeshayahu, many references, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, that the Torah and, and the Word of God goes to the entire world from the center, uh, which is which is Jerusalem or Zion. And um, Yeshayahu continues consistent with that image. But now, and again, I've always emphasized that it's important to focus on who the speaker is. So now, in these next few verses, as well as just the next verse, the speaker becomes Zion, Zion it, it herself, um, but but it is Zion speaking. But God, God is saying what Zion says. In other words, so in other words, Vatomer Zion, and Zion said, Zion said, Azavani Adonai, God has forsaken me, Vadonai Shechechani, and God has forgotten about me. So this is God saying what Zion said, what Zion said. Now, um, if you remember, in th th this entire series of, of prophecies, which started in chapter 40, it began um, with Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. God said, and I translated it then, uh, and among other commentaries that also translate it this way, which is more grammatically correct, Nachamu means this is a command. This is a God telling the nation, Give comfort, give comfort, Yomar Alokechem. Da Beru Alev Yushalayim, speak to Jerusalem, <clears throat> and so on. God was telling the Jewish people to speak. Again, as we see, as it continues in, in verse 9, chapter 40, Al Har Gavoa Aliloch Tion. Get up on a mountain, Harimi Bakwakolech, and raise your voice, you who bring the news of Tion, then Mivasar Yushalayim, you who bring the news of Jerusalem. Harimi do not be afraid. Call out to the call out to the, the land of Judah, call out to the world. So God was telling the Jewish people what to speak, what to say, what to announce to the world. And because as he continues, uh, God says, because I'm telling you to do this, uh, uh, you know, and what to say, because Lama Tomar Yaakov in verse 27, still in chapter 40, why should Jacob say what they have been saying, Usidaber Yisrael, and why should Israel speak as follows, that my ways, you know, what's been happening to me is hidden from God, 
and from my God, Mishpati Avor, my judgment or my justice has passed away. In other words, God has been ignoring me. In other words, stop saying that God has been ignoring me and start saying, Nachamu, Nachamu. Start saying, bring comfort because I, God, promise comfort, deliverance, redemption, etc. Now, and then God goes through all the chapters that we've just studied, uh, you know, back and forth, but mostly it was Koamar Hashem, Koamar Hashem, it was God speaking making promises to both the Jewish people and the entire world for redemption. So now God is focusing um, on, on Zion, on the city itself, as if the city itself was speaking. And, this, and Zion itself says, Azavani Hashem, God, God has forgotten me. And then God turns to Zion and says the same thing, just like he told the Jewish people before. He says, Hatishgach Isha Ula, can is it possible that a woman should forget her her baby, Merachim ben Bitna, or disown the child that came from her womb, um, the one who she was had so much mercy and love for? Should, is it possible that she should ever forget her child? God says, of course not. A woman never forgets her child, no matter how much that child may be separated from her. And God says, Gam And even if there is a woman somewhere that might forget her child, I, my love for you, is even stronger. Right? God says, I have not forgotten you, Zion, Jerusalem. I have not forgotten you at all. And I never, ever will. I have written you on the palms of my hands. Um, in other words, I didn't write you on a piece of paper and then put you away in a drawer somewhere. But on me, God says, so to speak, your walls, the walls of Jerusalem, are always in front of me. I know this is the place where I want to build the center where the world can focus and, and worship me and come to me for guidance and prayer. Right? Your children are coming. They're coming quickly. The ones who are your children. And who are the children of Zion? The ones who have Torah. Dvar Hashem, the ones who have the word of God. Right? As Isaiah said before. Zion is, is redeemed with mishpat, with justice and righteousness. Those are the banim. Those are the banim that are coming. Miharu, they're coming back quickly. However, mihar sayech, I'm reading verse 17 now. Those that have destroyed you, and wrecked you, they are the ones that will leave you and be gone. In the future, those will be the ones that will be here. If we remember back in chapter 4, verse 3, where... Um, I'm just going to turn back here for a second. Chapter 4, verse 3, where we said that... Um, Again, I'm going back, again, just for the umpteenth time, emphasizing the unity of authorship here. Um, uh, those that are left in Jerusalem, the ones that will be there in the time of redemption, will be the ones that everyone says and looks at them and says, oh, that one is holy. Those are the ones that are that are written for life, right? Because, um, but the ones that are, are, are destroyed Jerusalem, they will be gone from Jerusalem. Uh, if we see further in, in, in verse 4, the same place, Vinosos, wait, I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse 4, 
im Rochatz Adonai etzoat benotzion that the Mirishlein v'diachem b'kabal God will wash wash out the 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 dirt of Jerusalem. So the ones that are katuv lachayim kadoshi amarlo they will be holy. The ones that leave are the left. So God is is saying the same theme here in chapter forty nine that those that are wrecked Jerusalem will be gone. Those that are your sons will come back. This will this will uh, be emphasized again shortly. Um, so let's continue with verse 18. God tells Zion, uh, don't cry. Don't cry that the children are gone. Look around you and you'll see. All of them, they're all gathering. They're all coming back. God says, um, as I live, this is like a language of swearing, right? Noam Adonai says, God, they will dress you like a, like a, um, like a cloak, uh, like a cloak, a wealthy cloak, a cloak of jewels. Utikashrim kakala, and they will dress up, they will dress you up like a bride. Kichor, verse 19. Verse 19, Kichor Vosayach Vishomu Mosayach, the Eretz Harisusech, because your ruins and your, um, the places that were, have been destroyed, the Eretz Harisusech, and the land around you that was, has been laid waste, Aki Ata, but now, Tetzrim Yoshev, they will soon be full of settlers, full of Yoshev, full of people coming, Virachakum Val Oyech, and those that were the destroyers, Again, they are distanced from you now. They are gone. So the people are coming back. The people that you want back, the good people are back. The bad people are gone. Again, emphasizing the same thing. They shall soon say in your ears, the children that had left you, the ones that had been exiled and gone for so long. But soon they will say, there's not enough place. There's not enough houses. There's not enough apartments. There's not enough places for us to live. Make room for me so that I can, I can build more buildings, build more houses, build more homes so that I can settle here, so that I can live here. And you will say in your heart, who gave birth to all of these people? These people, they've been scattered around the world for so long and they've still been giving birth. They've still been living. They've still been growing, raising families. Who gave? It, they, it didn't happen here. It happened all over the world. Who gave birth to all of these people? All this time I have been empty. I have been without child. I have been. No one has been here. Who has been doing all of this stuff? They have been exiled and they have been uh, turned away. All of these children, who raised them? All this time I was alone. I didn't raise the people. They were raised out there among all of the nations, among the world. Where have they been? And God says an answer then in verse 22. And again, God flips to the other nations. Where have they been? The answer is they've been scattered across the entire world among the nations. And yes, many of those nations did offer them support and did offer them help, and they grew there. Of course, there were also the oppressors, which God is about to deal with in these next uh, uh, chapters. Those that oppressed will be punished. 
those that did not oppress, that remained with God, will be rewarded of all the nations of the world. So, Ko Omar Adonai Elohim, so says God, Hine Esa El Goyim Yodi, I will raise my hand to all of those nations. Again, the same theme that we emphasized in the last podcast. God immediately talks, flips from the re- redemption of the Jewish people to the redemption of all of the oppressed nations, all of the nations that were faithful to God or are that at least willing in the time of redemption to be humble before God. And I will raise my nace, my sign to all of these nations. Again, if we look back in chapter 13, verse 2, um, the same language again where God says, I'm going back to verse 13, verse 2, um, Raise a nace. Horimu kol lohem. Raise your voice. The same language. Horim nisi over here. Suunes horimu kol lohem. Call out. Let all of those who are nedivim. That particular verse 13 2 was talking to Babylon. And God was saying, All of those nations that are generous, Yavo, let them all come. Raise a sign. Bring them here. Again over here, God is saying to the generous nations, I am raising my sign. Bring your children. Bring your children um, in holding them in your arms, uh, in, in, your, in, your, in your bosom, so to speak, in your chest. And your children, put them on your shoulders, put them on your back, carry your children, bring them here, God says to those nations. And those nations that were oppressed, verse 23, those kings that oppressed you, will then they will become your nursemaids. Omnayach really would mean your, um, your, um, uh, your, uh, like your au pair, so to, you know, your, your uh, child keeper, uh, you have babysitters. And, and, and the, the queens and the, 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 uh, the, the women who oppressed you, they will nurse your children. They will bow down to you. And they will lick the dust of your feet, meaning they would bow to you and bow to your feet. And you shall know. The images in this Pasuk, um, in this verse 23, are reminiscent of the images that we said in um, 14. Two um, in Ishayahu Perikidalid Pasuk Beis, where Ishayahu says, Ulukachum, and again over there he was talking to the nations that were abused by Babylon. It specifically says, Vinuva Hager Alehem Vinis Bechu Al Beis Yaakov, fourteen verse A, and fourteen verse B uh, two. Then it says, Ulukachum Amim Veheviyum El Nukomam Veitnachalum Beit Yisrael Al Admat Adonai Lavadim Lishvachot Vayushovim Lishovehem. Those that oppress you will then become the ones that are beneath you, that serve you. Uh, and again, uh, this idea here at the end of the Pasuk is from chapter 40, verse 31. Yeshayahu is referring back to what he said then, the famous verse, and the, um, those that hope for God shall always have strength. And that's over here the same idea. Um, we see repeated at the end of verse 23, those that, that have hope, those that have faith in me, who trust in me, shall never be ashamed. 
And then God continues in verse 24. Can you imagine such a thing? Can one a powerful man who comes and, and wins in battle and takes things from the people and his booty, right? Can, is, can you go to that powerful man and take it away from him? And, and, and no, he's, he's the strong one. He just won the battle. He walks away. And will the righteous one who is taken away as a captive, can he be saved once he's taken away as a slave by the victors? Is that even possible? But yes, it is possible. says God in verse 25. Yes, even those that are captured by the powerful can be taken back. And an oppressor, uh, the, a tyrant who, who takes booty, can be saved. I will fight your fight. I will save your children. I will, I will make your, your, um, your oppressors eat their own flesh. They will be drunk with their own blood. And I, 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 this is obviously an awful image, but I think of this as just a, a, a manner of speech that they will be downtrodden and oppressed. And all, all of mankind, all of mankind shall know that I am God who is saving you. I am God who is redeeming you. The mighty one of Jacob, I am redeeming you. Again, this idea that God, who is the mighty one of Yaakov, is redeeming all of the oppressed of the world. Thank you for listening to Isaiah Yeshayahu 49. Looking forward to studying chapter Nun, chapter 50, together.